So today, our sermon series is Your People. You got that at the top of your notebook, Your People. Your People, the people who are in your life. That's the title of our series. I want to talk to you today from this subject, Whatever You Say. Whatever You Say. Now, hold on now, strap up. Okay, whatever you say. Who in your life, when you talk to them, you do exactly what they say and how they say it? If you don't have that kind of people, you are lost. Let me tell you why. (laughs) I'm going to read the scripture in a minute. One of the best things you can do for your life, your career, your family, and all of your decisions is to learn who to listen to and who not to listen to. You need to know. You need to know. Let me, let me tell you why. When you spend time listening to people you should not be listening to, You are literally giving your power away. Say with me, critics are everywhere. But if you haven't chosen who you're going to listen to, everybody's a critic. When you don't know who you're listening to, you end up seeing everybody and no matter what they say is against you. But everyone in your life is not a critic. There's some people that you need in your life that love you enough to say, your slip is showing. You're my friend, but I don't want you to treat her like that. That's not right. No friend of mine, no man in my life treats his girlfriend like that. You need those people in your life. Let let me say just a couple more things. If you don't have someone who can say yes or no to something, you will end up doing the right thing at the wrong time with the wrong motives. You may know what you're supposed to do, but you need someone to show you how and when. You need someone in your life that can say, don't go over there, don't do that. Well, I want to do it. Want to do it never comes up. You simply say, whatever you say. Whatever you say. I don't feel it. I don't think it. And, and so, so now that I can tell that, that there's energy in the room that's coming toward me and what I'm saying, I'm going to go ahead and say this. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Relationships are expensive. And you don't have an everlasting emotional account. You got to decide where you put your emotional cash. You've got to decide who, where you're going to be able to deal with someone who is adverse to what you're thinking. Because once you read the wrong post, from people, do, you know, people are arguing with people they never met. It makes absolutely, I mean, 
It's not wise. It's energy you don't. <laughs> it's energy you don't need to expend. But see, this is what I'm saying. So when it comes to listening to the right people, you've run out of energy. You don't want to listen. Bobby Gale said something to Susie Q, who said something to Joe, who went and said something to Bobby, and it got back to you through Joe, who you don't even know. Now you've spent so much energy on that, the right person comes up to you and says, hey, I need to talk to you about this. I don't want to hear nothing. Whoa, 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 what happened? You've been listening to the wrong people. Now I know some of y'all want to know how to get married. I know you do. I know you want to get booed up. I get it. I get it. And I know some of y'all who booed up, you're trying to get rid of your husband and wife. I get it. Because everybody trying to get in, equal amount of people trying to get out. I've been, I've been up here 30 years, y'all. You ain't playing with me. I know that 50% of y'all want to get married. And I know that 50% of those who are married want to get out. If you didn't have them cheering, you'd be getting up like at a Baptist church. Excuse me. <laughs> but, okay, you, you know you can't do that. Tuning out the wrong people from this day forward should not be your goal. Knowing who to tune into is your goal. Tell your neighbor, boss up. Be the boss of your life. Decide who you're going to listen to. Decide who's important. I haven't even given you a scripture yet. <laughs> Make a decision because everything God has for you is in a person. It's going to come through a person. And it could even be a person you don't like. That's why I taught a few weeks ago, don't let me leave. Don't let me get weird. If you see me getting weird, tell me, you're getting weird. If I tell you I'm leaving you, please promise me you'll say, don't, nah, -uh, you can't leave. Sit down over there. One of your kids say, I'm leaving. I'm running away. Go over there and sit down. <laughs> you can't do that, can you? You told your kids they were grown. They pay for their own cell phone now. <laughs> Which is all they think they need to live. <laughs> they don't know nothing about no cornflakes. <laughs> they got your credit card talking about Uber Eats. <laughs> you cut all that off, they'd be like, whoa, what happened? Mm -mm. I'm away in school. I'm grown. Okay. Don't call me during tuition time. I'm out of my way. Ruth 1.15. <laughs> Let's get the scripture. Y'all okay? Ruth 1.15. Here's, here's what happens. Y'all know Ruth. You know Naomi. You know the whole story. If not, go read it. All right? So, and she said... They're, Ruth is trying, Naomi's trying to get Ruth and Oprah to leave. Here's what Ruth said. I mean, what Naomi said. Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and her gods. So return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, what'd she say? Entreat me not to leave you. Don't let me leave you. Or to turn back from following after you 
Why? Read it. For wherever you go, come on, come on, wherever you lodge, come on, your people shall be and my God. Keep reading. Verse 17. Where you die, come on. That's why I'm going to be buried wherever you're buried. Keep reading. The Lord do so to me and more also if. So she finished up in verse 18 says when she saw when Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her. What did she do? She stopped talking to her. She stopped trying to convince her to go. She stopped, she stopped trying to convince her because Ruth said some things in those words. Ruth said, don't let me leave and don't make me stop following you. Don't make me stop listening to you. Ruth is saying, I'm making one important decision in my life. I'm going to listen to you, Naomi, and I'm going to do what you tell me to do, especially when I don't know what to do. You need to stop, I need to stop, we need to stop counseling people over the phone through experiences we've never had. And or experiences we experienced, but we didn't do a good job during them. Why do we listen to people that lost their relationships about relationships? Why are we doing that? Have you ever asked the person giving you financial advice what their net worth is? I'm going to teach today. Y'all all right? This ain't Josh. This is Josh's daddy. <laughs> so, number one. You are not an island. You're not an island. You're not on this earth by yourself, doing everything by yourself, within yourself, to yourself, with yourself. You are connected to other humans around you, and other humans want to connect with you. You, you, you are not by yourself. You have to listen to someone. Build your relationships strategically. Because these people are going to have their life in your hand. Proverbs 1, 5 says, Proverbs 1, 5 says, let the wise do what? Let the wise hear. A wise man will hear. Wise men hear, which means they listen. When they listen, they increase in learning. What else? And a man of understanding will obtain wise counsel. If you already understand, you will get a lawyer. A person, a person that has understanding will get information from someone who's wise. I was listening to a guy about getting married once. I was young and I was, I was in Korea serving, serving my country as a civilian with the, uh, the 12th Army. And uh, serving in athletics, I was their athletic director and Great athletes, great athletes. I mean, the Marines, the, the Navy, everybody was on this military installation. Great time for me and Linnell. And I was listening to a man about his wife back home. 
And I'm talking to him about, you know, I'm, I've known this girl since I was a little boy and I proposed to her. And I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, what you've been married for a long time. He started describing his marriage. And I'm like, this is great. But it wasn't tickling my fancy. I wasn't learning anything. So I said, are you and your wife happy? He said, no, we don't even live together. I said, well, I've been talking to you for weeks. You can't get a clean glass of water from a dirty pitcher. So the next week he said, why won't you talk to me? I said, man, because I want to get married and stay married. What y'all doing? I'm not trying to do that. I have no interest. Say you're not an island. Number two, you have to develop a listening filter. I'm fixing to save your life. What's your listening filter? Have you built a filter not just to keep things out, but a filter that allows the right stuff in? 1 Corinthians 14 and 10. First, I love this scripture. I read it all the time. And if this is boring you, you probably have bad relationships, so let me help you. Because I did, and I needed to listen to someone. I needed to acquire the skill on how to build relationships. It's a skill. It's not an anointing. Anybody can learn it. Now watch this. Read this scripture. It's amazing. Read it. Read it out loud. There are, if may be, what? So many different kinds of voices in the world, and none of them. In other words, there's a lot of opinions. There are a lot of ways you can get from point A to point B. You'll get there. But it's the right relationships that gets you there quicker, without incident, without hurting yourself, and without hurting other people. So there are a lot of voices in the earth. All of them are significant. Which one are you going to listen to? How many right now, how many, how many radio stations are in this room? Every radio station on the planet now is in this room through fiber, wire, waves going through this building. How many TV stations are in this room right now? Huh? How many people are preaching in this room right now? Millions right now all over the world are preaching. Why do you only hear what you play on the radio? Because you tune to it. You turn the channel to what you want to hear. I have been blessed to live in a part of my city where my house picks up the music I don't care much for and the music I love the most at the same time. When I drive out of my driveway for a few blocks, I hear gospel music, old-fashioned gospel, and I hear something else at the same time. It bothers me that I can't tune in what I really want to hear. <laughs> I don't like confusion. I won't live with confusion. That little girl was in the bed. We'd just been married a few months. And she was clutching the edge of the bed on the other side with her back turned to me. I'm like, sweetheart, what's wrong? Wouldn't talk to me. Wouldn't say nothing. 
I got out of the bed, got on my knees, crawled around and looked her in the face. I said, I can't do this right here. You're going to have to tell me. I can't read your mind, sugar lump. I don't know what's going on, but it's been three weeks. You ain't said a word to a brother. This brother in his mind, he's telling his own story in his head. You do not want this brother talking to himself. Because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And finally, after a week of doing that, she said, I don't know either. So give me some time and then I'll tell you. And I said, okay, that makes sense. But this idea of not being able to tune in frustrates me. It's confusing in my car. I got a good stereo. And it's picking up both of them. And I have no control of it. That bothers me. And the Lord told me while I was doing this, he said, that's what bothers me about you. In this fine point of your life, Martin, now that I'm elevating you to a different level, I'm going to open some doors for you. I'm going to give you some stuff other people wish for and it runs from them. I'm just going to put it in your lap. I'm going to give you relationships. I'm going to put you in big rooms. I'm going to let money pass by you, but I don't want you to touch it. I want to put you in the room with smart people who have ideas. And he said, but my one problem with you is that you won't disconnect from people who don't even know where you're going. They don't even understand it. And you have made them so important that they are hindering you. He said, tune in. You got to tune in. And I says, God, I'm tuned in. He says, not to me. You got to tune in to someone on earth that you trust. Changes everything. Pastor Strong told me to do some silly stuff in big meetings. In the last few months. Did not make any sense, but he's my pastor. So I call him and I say, listen, this is what's getting ready to happen. What do I do? He says, do this. And I'm in my head, I'm like, that don't make a lot of sense at all. Do you know who I'm going to be in the room with? Do you know who's on this Zoom? I never said who's on the Zoom. He said, do this, do that. This is how you come in. This is how you leave the meeting. And I said to him, whatever you say. Well, he's a 75-year-old man. He doesn't know much about what's happening today. He knows God. <laughs> Can I teach you a minute? So watch this now. Watch this now. Develop a listening filter. These are the kind of people you need to listen to. Quick. You ready? Write them down, please. Don't make me throw this mic that ain't working at you. <laughs> I don't throw mics. Yes, I do sometimes. Depends on who it is. All right. Here are the people. People who care about you. Don't listen to anyone who doesn't care about you. If they care about the information more than they care about you, don't listen to them. I won't use a lawyer that doesn't care about me. I won't go to a doctor that's like, you can tell me everything, what's going on with my body, but I want to make sure you care about me. Don't tell your secrets to people who don't care about you. Number two, what kind of person? A person who knows you, understands you. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you tell people stuff about you and they just come back with something about them? And you're like, I just told you what I told you so you can help me. 
You know, I got this scratch on my finger. I don't know what it was. I went to the doctor and he said this, that, and the other. You're like, what do you think? Well, I got a scratch on my toe. It's like, no, I won't. I mean, we're here, weren't we? <laughs> and they just up you. Every conversation is one person upping another. Look at your neighbor and say, stop it. Talk to people who have knowledge. In whatever subject they're talking to you about, ask them where they get it from. Do you know what you're talking about? I wouldn't let him treat me like that. I wouldn't. I would leave. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. What experience do you have? Uh, none. Why am I listening to you? Or your experience was with a man and it was a bad deal. And now you're happy as long as I don't have a man. Or a girl. Because as, as long as I don't have a girl, I can go and do mindless stuff with you like play Xbox. So it's to your benefit I don't find a girl. What? Looking at me like that. <laughs> do you know what you're talking about? Next, wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge. Wisdom is you've applied. How did you apply? How, how did this work out in your life, Bobby Earl? What you just told me. Did you do it? Did you do Did you? You need to invest. You need to give God 10%. And you need to invest 10%. If there's a God out there, there's a God in here. Whatever you invest in him, you should invest in yourself. A dog, I said to him. I said, man, that's big. I said, how'd that turn out for you? Well, I ain't done it yet. I mean, it was in a sermon. I mean, I was listening to it. was in a book. No, let me go find somebody that know what the heck they talking about. I, you need to have somebody say, I tried him and I know. Pastor Martin, do you want to go over and hear such and so? He's going to be teaching on this over there. Says, no, no thanks. No thanks. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to hang out with my girl. I'm going to watch a football game. <laughs> Shoot. I'm going to make some red beans and rice. <laughs> Anything but go over there. Well, Pastor Martin, Pastor Martin, you so, you're so arrogant and so stuck up and so whatever. And I'm like, I ignore it because I don't hear people talk to me like that. I'm not used to all that. So filter. Well, then they mad I don't react. I, I wasn't listening. I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry, your relationship's important to me, so say that again. You just come across so scrum <laughs> and arrogant. And, and I'm like, uh, you wanted me to go hear this guy. You wanted me to go hear this guy sing, hear this guy talk, hear this guy preach. That guy, that guy has not been with his wife in forever. He has girlfriends on all coasts. He probably has girlfriends here. That guy you want me to listen to about money hasn't made any. He's scamming you. No, I ain't going. I only got, I got 24 hours in my day. Come on, Pastor Martin, get spiritual. The reason you can't feel the Holy Ghost is because you got too many radio stations coming through your head. Let me finish. Do they have clear expertise? I, I ain't talking about the look. I'm not talking about 
Do they know what they're talking about? Have they used it and it worked? But how long? How long have they been doing it and it's still working? How many other people did they lead into it? How many other people did they bless? Huh? I get phone calls and emails all the time, and this bugs me a little bit. From around, I, I, got an e, I got an email from, what's the name of that country? Down, uh, uh, I'm forgetting what it is now, babe. I sent you the email. Uh, Lord have mercy. Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. And the guy says, I need mentoring. And I'm like, where'd you hear about me from? This is where I heard about him. I'm on your YouTube. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, he is there. I'm following you. I don't have many followers. Oh, oh yeah, he's following. And I'm like, this is wonderful. What do you want? Said, I need mentoring. I said, I don't think that will work out. The dude says, I understand. I understand you're worth $1,000 an hour. I said, you do? He says, yes. I'm willing to pay you what you're worth. I said, how did you know? How did you know how much I earn? Counseling people, not in this church, because people you with most time don't value you. But, uh, but okay. But uh, so I'm like, how did you know? He says, a guy you're mentoring told me, changed his life. And he told me you had 20 or 30 other people you did this with privately. I said, exactly. I'm an expert. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm an expert. I'm an expert in finding out what I want. I'm an expert of coupling that with what God wants for me. And I'm an expert at receiving it. I know how to do that. And I know how to teach people to do that. That's my expertise. Well, you're not a great preacher. I never try to be a good preacher. Not now time. Now. <laughs> the Georgia boy's like, I know that word, now. No, I try to be a good communicator if you want to go somewhere. So anybody that doesn't want to go anywhere, get mad with me. Let me. Can I tell you what I learned in athletics? Long time ago. Long time ago in school, 30-something years ago, I'm in an athletic class coaching students, coaching college uh, athletes, and I found out something. The people who don't want to play, can't play, and need an excuse not to play, blame the coach. Mama, I'm coming home because the coach wouldn't play me. The team doesn't like me. Am I right, Alexis? The problem was you didn't want to put in the work to be able to play. Or you didn't have the talent. Awful quiet up in this Presbyterian church this morning. <laughs> Are y'all for real? Clear expertise. So now, why should I listen? Number one. You should listen because the link to your next is in a person. It's not in the Holy Ghost. It's not in an angel. It's through people. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9. Oh, I love this. Hear, my son. Hear. Listen, my son. Your father's, listen to your father's instruction. And forsake not your mother's teaching, Callie and Josh. Listen when your father gives you an order. Listen when your mother is teaching you. 
for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. When you're listening to someone, if your mom and dad is not available like mine wasn't, you got to find someone to listen to because when you walk in the room, you smell like you've had advice. And they know I got to play different with this guy. I can't just trick this one. She has that aura, that pendant around her neck that says somebody sent her here. She didn't just happen to walk up in this room. She's in this room. I smell that anointing on him. I smell that power on him. I smell something that says I should leave him alone. Pastor Martin, you seem so nice. But when you get in these meetings, you speak kind of strong. You don't have many words. I said, I don't need many. I did not walk up in this room needing you. My father sent me here and told me, my pastor, Dr. Miles, and now that he's gone, my pastor, my pastor, Bishop Robert Strong, says, Martin, when you walk in there, you be strong now. Don't act like you, know, you don't know what you're doing. Walk like you know what you're doing. So I went to see him one time years ago. I said, how do I walk, Bishop? See, y'all, okay, y'all gonna think I'm weird. I said, how do I walk? Bishop showed me how to walk. I said, what if I don't know what I'm doing? He said, just walk like this. I said, what if I'm scared and intimidated? He said, don't matter. Just walk like this. He said, walk like this to your seat. Walk like that to the, to the board. He said, he, said, walk. he said, walk like that when you're walking out. Walk like that. He said, just walk like that. I said, what does that say? He said, it tells people you're coming from somewhere and you're going somewhere. Hey, 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 hey. You know what? Even if you don't know where you're going, call somebody that sees something in you so that when you get in a room, you might be peeing in your pants, but you're walking like this. <laughs> if you don't know what to say, ask them what to say. Write it down. Write it down and say it verbatim. Say that again. What'd you say? <laughs> what words did you use? What tone of voice? What inflection? Somebody said you sound just like Dr. Monroe. Don't you have a sermon of your own? I said, no, I preach his sermons. I use his voice inflections. I use his pronunciations. I walk like him. I point like him. That's what, that's what you get when you get me. Well, you need to be your own voice. Why would I be my own voice if I can follow his? You're not meant to start over every day in your life. Some of y'all, we in relationship, right? I'll have to do another service. Sunday night, Saturday night, something. I'll have to do another service. Because I got to stick with y'all. And I, I, and I only got like 15 minutes left. You. It's amazing the opportunities that are sitting among you that you never take advantage of. The people around you in this church who do amazing things, salesmen in this room sitting next to you that sells millions of dollars of stuff every year. Single women who know how to raise their children and still be ready for the man God is sending them. Brothers who are waiting and looking for God, they're not wimps. They love God and bow their hearts in worship all around you. People who know how to put stuff together, who know how to write a business plan, who know how to launch something. They're all around us. We don't build the right. Yes, sweetheart. So watch this now. 
So you should listen. We, we got to read this one too. Read Proverbs 19.20. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Listen to the right people and you learn. Now, this is what happens when you listen to the right people. Ruth 2 and 1. Can I give you a couple? Yeah. Ruth 2 and 1 says this. This is what happens. There was a famine. That, I mean, there was a relationship of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Imelech, and his name was Boaz. So Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, watch what she says, please, what's the next words? Let me, please, let me go. Please. She's a grown woman. Do you know how many people call you, I ask you, how many people ask you about advice and they've already made a decision? And, and, and right now they don't need you to help them make a decision. They want you to validate the decision they made. Well, pastor, I, I'm already down the road. I just want to make sure I'm going down the right road. This is her name. This is his name. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, and my questions can be weird at first. How long have you known him? Oh, for months. Have you spent any time with him? Oh, yeah. Has he been to meet your family? Yeah. Have you gone to meet his family? Yeah. Are y'all already talking about marriage? Yeah. And then I'm done talking. Then they say, you're awful quiet. I'm, what do you mean? I'm listening. Well, I just want to know what you think. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I I, 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 I'm not thinking anything. Congratulations. Uh-uh, Pastor Martin, you can't do that to me. You can't do that to me, Pastor Martin. You can't do that. You got to tell me what you think. Everything I think is before you went to see him. Everything I think is before you hooked up. You, you down the road. You, you out there now. So no, I got enough people mad at me because I stepped in the middle of something they were intending to do. And me, thank God for my wife. Because I'll just walk up in there like, what you doing? Don't do this. This is not good. It's not going to work out right. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, I thought, oh, okay, that's not what we do. Okay. Good. Pastor Martin didn't like it. He didn't like what I was doing. He didn't tell, oh. Let me tell you something. I don't really need or want anything from anyone. I really don't. I need her. And him and her and her. God has supplied every need I could ever want. I don't stand here because there's a need in my life to do something. I don't have to do this. I do this because it's my calling. Pastor Martin, 
Are you rich? No, but that's the goal. But at this point, I don't need. I have no need. I do it because God called me. I really don't have time to stop your little thing, what you're trying to do. It's never in my mind. Small people try to stop small things. I just bought the oldest and most pristine bank building in the Midwest. On Wednesday. I really don't have time We're gathering tens of millions of dollars to loan, to lift up our city, our community. And now the world is reaching out to us. I don't care about your Instagram post. Move on, Pastor Martin. No, you might be in the wrong building. I am where I'm supposed to be right now. You have got to elevate your mind and make up in your mind who you're going to listen to. Now, don't call me now. No, don't, no, don't call me. Church people are weird. No, um, you know, Callie, I, you know, church people, y'all are interesting. You know, the people who really call me don't tithe. Don't serve. They got five churches. They got four online and they got this one that they come to because it's in the city. But they want information from me. <laughs> And I say, well, I'm not sure. Go see such and so. They can really help you out. But aren't you the pastor? That opens a door for me to ask. What does pastor mean to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you're the pastor. You're supposed to be godly and help everybody. You're supposed to help everybody, you know, come to the Lord. And, and I, I listen to your sermons. You're supposed to help everybody discover their dreams and help them get to their dreams. I said, that's what you call a pastor. That ain't a pastor to me. A pastor is a shepherd. I'm going to lead you to water, but I ain't dunking your head in it. I'm, I'm going to lead you to milk, but I'm not parting your mustache to stick the bottle in your mouth. I got grandkids I'm trying to get ready for, and you're not going to see me much. <laughs> I'm going to be with my grandkids, showing them how to count money. Showing them how to make friends. Showing them how to ignore people. <laughs> Y'all coming back next Sunday? <laughs> so what just happened with Naomi? Watch this now. 
Watch this. Watch what happens with Naomi and Ruth. Oh, my God. Which one did I read? Two. Ruth two and one. Did I read that one? Huh? Verse two. Thank you. So Ruth, the Moabite said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean the heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. Watch her. Then she said to her, Naomi said, go. What if Naomi had said wrong field? If I can say to my daughter, wrong dude. Nah, he's not ready yet. His rice ain't quite cooked. Elevator in at the top. He's got an issue with his dad. He doesn't love God. Something going on there. He might be the right one, but don't touch him. Not yet. Go to this field. Saves you energy and time. This is what she got. She got a power shift. Say power shift. Here are the four things in a power shift that happens when you do what you're told by the right person. You get noticed. Because what happened next is that Boaz said, who is that? Say it, brothers. Who is that? Lord Jesus. That girl, if I could ever get to it, that girl not looking up. The girl you're looking for is not really looking for you. She's just busy. She ain't looking up. She's picking up grain. She's getting stuff. She's collecting the bing bing. She, she is putting them beans in the bucket. She is focusing on education. You, brother, better say, who is that? You get noticed when you do what you're told from the right person. You get favored. You get favored. He said, he said, leave her alone and just let her glean here. She got noticed. She got favored. She got rewarded. Because she served Naomi. Boaz said, Boaz said, who is this woman? They said, that's the Moabitess. They labeled her. She came back with Naomi. But she's been serving Naomi like she's Naomi's daughter. Boaz said, wow, what kind of woman is this? It's amazing when you see a fine girl walking across campus. And you haven't seen her in a few years, Dwayne. She walking across campus with that, with that Kojic skirt on, but there's just some stuff you can't hide. <laughs> and you look and you say, is that such and so's girl? Because you're three and a half years older. And you're like, Linnell, is that you? Yes. You'll be like, who is this walking across campus? All the football players are like, who is she? I said, I think she's a girl I grew up with, but I don't know. I ain't seen her, seen her in a few years. But that ain't the girl I remember with them four-inch pumps on and them calves pop up in them pumps. And it's like, it's like, what's up with this? She was your sister in church, but now it's like, dang. It's amazing. <laughs> And she didn't want to talk to me, didn't want to talk to anybody. She is busy. The girl you're looking for is busy. The girl you're looking for, brother, is not going to DM you. If she likes you, she will never tell you. Well, I think she likes me, but she ain't sent me a note. 
Go talk to your daddy, boy. Go talk to your daddy, boy. Go talk to your daddy. Your daddy will tell you not to wait for some girl to reach out to you. Your daddy will tell you be nice, be kind, be a young man. Well, she reached out to me so I know I can get what I want to get. Y'all leave me alone. Stop. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch. Let, let's, let's go to Ruth 2, 17. I just want to tell you. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Watch this. And she beat out what she had gleaned. And it came out to one ephod. One ephod. So good. Then she took it and went into the city. And her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She's like, wow, you got a whole ephod. So she brought out and gave to her. She gave it to Naomi, what she had left after she ate in the field. And her mother-in-law, listen to this, Naomi said to her, hmm, where'd you glean today? I'm not going to take for granted you did what I said. Okay, y'all, did you go where I told you? Huh? Callie, where you at? Mom. I'm 23. Ain't got nothing to do with this. Where are you? Mom, I'm where you told me. Where is that? Did you go where I told you to glean from? Now, and where did you work? Not only did you go where I told you, did you go and glean after those women I told you to glean after? And she said, blessed be the one who took notice of you. Naomi says it. He noticed you, didn't he? He saw you, didn't you, when you were bending over and snapping them grain off the ground, didn't you? Yes, ma'am, he did. He saw me. Y'all don't want to deal with me today. I get it. So what she got was assurance. She got assurance. What did it look like? It looked like confirmation. Naomi said, this is the right choice. You're in the right field. You're on the right course. Keep going. You're in the right place. This is the right thing you're doing. Stay on course. Then she got encouragement. You're in the blessing flow. He noticed you. Girl, don't leave nothing on the table. Don't be shy. Go back up in there tomorrow. What perfume did you wear today? Wear that tomorrow too, girl. Go on up. If he noticed you, he going to be looking for you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. He noticed when you was walking across campus. I worked just, work just down the street on campus from where this little girl was walking from her dorm to class. I knew what time my class was. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I knew what time the class was I knew the athletes I knew athletes in that dorm I knew people all over the place so I, I knew she was going to be walking to class because her daddy told her not to drive from one side of the thing to the other save your gas till you come home because I know I was watching <laughs> so I would be in the right place to see I said dang I don't know what to wear all the time I'm in these shorts and these sweats like a gym rat I said I bet she could teach me how to dress You get direction. It is for you to go back. She said to Ruth, go back to that same field. You seeing it? Hold on. Let me move on. Ruth 3 now. Ruth 3 and 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, my daughter, shall, listen, shall I not seek security for you? I care about you. I want you to be secure. That it may be well with you. Then watch her now. Now, listen to me, girl. 
Boaz, whose young women you are with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is, listen, what he's doing. He's winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Listen to what she said. He's our relative. So in these times, if I'm going to get you security, I need to get you in the hands of the right man. I've got to bring you into a place y'all got quiet. I need to get you into the hands of the right man, the right man that understands you, a right man of God, a right man that you ain't going to have to teach him how to pray, a right man that you're not going to have to teach him how to give, a right man who will treat you right, a right man that will stay with your kids, a right man that will be with you when he's mad. I, I got to get you with the right man. So this is what we're going to do. Recognize he's your relative. I'll get to that in a minute. He's your relatives. So here's the path of your instructions. Here's the path for your instructions. I'm going to instruct you now. I don't want your opinion about what I'm saying. I don't need you to add anything to it or take anything from it. I need you to do exactly what I say. I'm sending you in to meet with this banker. This is how he thinks. Ask this question, not that one. These are the questions he's going to ask. Don't make me look stupid. Answer it this way. She said to her, take a bath. Hold on. Hold on. I work today and I'm going back to work. Why would I take a bath? I only take a bath when I get home from work. Take a bath. Put on your best clothes. I'm going because they're going to be winnowing. Winnowing is when you separate the wheat from the chaff. It's going to be dusty. It's going to be nasty. Put on your best dress. This doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense at all. Watch this now. These instructions are strategies. Then she said, now, when you get there, when you get there, give me one of them things. Yeah, give me one of them. He says, uh, he's going to have, put, th put this on me. He's going to have his prayer shawl on while he's winnowing. Hurry uh, up, girl. Okay, thank you. Don't leave. But when he gets full, he's a brother. So he's going to go to sleep. When he goes to sleep, no, no, just hold this. When he goes, yeah, when he goes to sleep, he's going to put his prayer shawl on the lower half of his body because his feet have to be covered. When you see him laying down, can't illustrate it, go to the bottom of his feet like a T. Don't get next to him now. He going to think you're a hussy. <laughs> People's like, what's a hussy? <laughs> I don't know. When you get to him, he's going to be asleep now. Wait till he sleep. Go to the bottom of his feet like a T. Lay there and drag his covering off of him onto you. Mama, 
You saying you want me to propose? No, I'm saying he's a man of stature and culture. You have to know how to suggest. Don't leave your daughters, brothers. You hear me, Matt? You hear me, Dwayne? You got to teach them how to do this. She went and they were winnowing. She pulled off the cover a little bit from his feet and covered herself. Because he got cold at night, he woke up and said, <gasps> he was scared. And he looked down and Ruth was at his feet. He knew what it meant. You're my savior. You're my closest relative. You have the power to redeem me. Hang on five minutes, y'all. You have the power to redeem me. Y'all know the story. You have the power to redeem me. Boaz woke up, Callie, scared. You need that? Yeah. Woke up scared. Thank you. Woke up scared, saw her, and he went to talking. He said, girl, you're the finest girl in Israel. Why would you lay at my feet? I'm 20-some years older than you. She says, because you're the closest relative I have. Place me under your wings. Cover me. Cover me and Naomi. Boaz said to her, go to sleep. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? He said, go back to sleep, girl. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to take care of all of it. She went to sleep. Before the sun was coming up, she didn't want nobody to think she was in bed with the wrong man. She got up before the sun got up and went on about her business. She went home to Naomi, and next, y'all can read it, Naomi said, how did it go? She said, Mama, it was lit. It was crazy. He's, he said he's going to talk to the magistrates. Naomi says these words, sit down over there. Is there anybody in your life can tell you to sit down? Boaz woke up the next morning, type of Jesus. He went to the city, gathered the elders, and gathered the kinsmen who really owned Naomi and Ruth. And he said to this kinsman, redeemed, this, this redeemer, he said, I want to talk to you in front of the elders because I want Naomi and I want Ruth. I want to put them under my wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This redeemer called Satan said, they're mine. They're mine, and I cannot give them up. So Boaz, Lord Jesus, Jesus, he said, if you take Ruth, you got to take Naomi. And if you take Naomi, you got to pay for her. Then you got to give all the children that come from Ruth to Naomi. The devil said, I can't afford that. I don't have that kind of money. My pockets aren't that deep. I don't have that type of wealth. I don't have the ability to give my child, or I don't have the ability to produce children. I don't have the ability to give these children to Ruth. I don't have enough money to give it to Naomi. I don't have enough money to buy all the land of Elimelech. That's the devil. He can't pay for you. So Boaz said, then what do you want to do? He said, you buy it for yourself. 
So Boaz took off his shoe. <laughs> took off his shoe, threw it in city, city center. He said, this is my shoe. And now I give you my word. I want Ruth. I want Naomi. I want the generations that come after her. I want the land. I want it all. And the elder said, amen. We see what you're doing. We agree. Bad boy, Boaz. Then Boaz went home, married Ruth. Ruth said to Naomi, come live with us. Mama, come on over. Ruth is like, I mean, Naomi's like, I got a house. Mm -mm, mama, not like the house I'm living in. Mama, I got servants. We have hundreds and thousands of acres. We have people who will take care of you. We have all this. A Boaz has redeemed me and he's redeemed you. Ruth gets pregnant. Ruth gets pregnant and has a baby by the name of Obed. Lord, I, I just wish. This is what happens to you when you listen to the right people. Y'all want to read something? Go to that last scripture, y'all. You can't tell me nothing about this. You can't tell me nothing about this. I learned it the hard way. I listened to some people never should have been listening to. Go to Ruth 4.16. <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all better listen from this all, almost old man. Okay, read it now. Read, I want you to read it. Then Naomi took, Ruth done had a baby. Watch. Then Naomi took the child and laid him in what? Milk came in 90-year-old breasts to nurture her grandson. Also, the neighbor women gave him a name. Saying, there's a son born of Naomi, and they called his name. When you follow the right person, this is what happens. Now, who is Obed? He's the father of Jesse. The father of David. Now, this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot, sing it. Perez begot, okay, go back. Perez begot Hezron, right? Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Amenadab. Amenadab begot Neshon. And Neshon begot Simon. And Simon begot Boaz. And Boaz begot Obed. And Obed begot Jesse and Who are you listening to? This Moabite woman became one of three women mentioned in the genealogy. Pastor Martin, I don't know if I can get in the right space to listen to the right people. I don't even know if I have the 
judgment to know who the right people are. Do something for yourself now. Decide right where you are to listen to the best advice you got in front of you. There's somebody around you that's not afraid to help you connect to where you're going. Connecting to them will bring you security. <laughs> I got two minutes. Elisha says to Elijah, I want a double portion. I want my own. Give me double what you got. He says, great. If you see me when I leave, you can have it. Somehow that changes that when Elijah is going to be taken away, the men of the city say, you know your father's dying today, don't you? He said, shut up. All of a sudden, he's like, I don't want the double portion. I just really want you to stay. How did that attitude change? It changed because there came a time when Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, I'm going. He said, uh-uh, I'm going with you. And while they walked, Elisha said, I'm not going to listen to anyone else but you. So by the time the double portion fell on him, his relationship had already been steeped in Elijah. And now he has twice the miracles as his father. Whole nother level because of who he listened to. I know eventually we're going to get into marriage. We're going to get into divorce. We're going to get into how you find the right person. How do you know? We're going to get into all that in the next few weeks. But relationship building is more important than all of that. I ask for a different type of anointing this morning, God. I, I ask for an anointing on us to decipher and decide. I ask for an anointing. I ask for an anointing on a husband to build his wife so that she is his confidant. I need an anointing on a wife that will say, my husband is the most important person in my life. I need to listen to him. I need children in the room to decipher how important their mom and dad is and just pay attention to what they say because moms and dads have gone through things and experienced it. I'm asking for an anointing God for those who are getting ready to get on the road to something to ask a wise person before they do it. That anointing is sobering, Father but it'll save their life. My son was eight, seven, and his mother had spent several months praying in tongues with him. And I asked her, what is going on? She says, I don't know. I just sense uh, the Holy Spirit on him. She says, I don't know what that is. So I left her alone. So they're just praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Callie be sitting there like a little baby, teeth all missing in her head, all greasy. 
<laughs> so that weekend I was supposed to go preach in St. Louis. So I went to St. Louis. I, I tuned in to Bishop Strong. He said, go and have a good time. I said, yes, sir. He said, it's, and he said these words, it was smart you brought Josh with you. I said, yes, sir. He needs to see what I do and meet people. Yeah. I'm listening to all these bishops, these big guys with robes on and collars. I wasn't intimidated. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, these people with so much power and people in the church. And uh, Josh is sitting right there, didn't say a word, never bothered me, nothing. Really peaceful, great time. It's finally time for us to go. Quiet, he was quiet in the car, gracious. We got in the elevator alone, alone. Josh grabbed my hand, I looked down, I'm like, what is it? He said, Dad, I wouldn't trust that man. I was getting ready to say, son, that's cute, that's cute. Uh, uh, and thank you. So I was a son, and the Holy Spirit said, you better listen. So we went back to service that night. They told me a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is what we're going to do. This is what. And I said, I said these words to them. Let me pray about it. They said, you don't need to pray about this. We need to make a decision today. This television, this is college. This is a university with the charter. I mean, it was a big opportunity that I've been praying for. I said, let me think about it. Give me a week. On the seventh day from that day, it came out what the man was doing. If I'd signed those papers, I wouldn't be your pastor now. Who are you listening I give you permission not to listen to your mama if she's crazy. <laughs> Honor her. Love her. Don't take her advice. If your father is off, love him. But don't do what he says. Ain't nobody shouting or nothing. Y'all be shouting all the time. Y'all, y'all okay? You just been sitting there too long with your mask, right? Say this with me. Lord, help me. Help me to link up with the right people. I dare you right now to prophesy to yourself and say, there's somebody around me right now. There's somebody around me right now. There's somebody around me right now with the next, my next in their head, my next in their hand, my next in their advice, my next in where I go. There's a door getting ready to open up for me, but it's because of the person I submit to. It's because of the person I'm listening to. It's because of the advice I take. And I'm saying, whatever you say is what I'm going to do. I may not understand it. I may not even agree with it. It may not even make sense. But that's what I'm going to do. Stand on your feet.
So, Father, I pray for your people today all over the world. And I pray that this message made sense to them. May we be like Ruth and know who we're listening to. Understand the power of another person's voice. And Father, may you bring us into security. May you bring us into power. May you bring us into our own personal dominion by using the people we listen to. We listen to. We listen to. And we do what they say. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, clap your hands online. Clap your hands in the room. Let's give God thanks for his word today. Let's give God thanks for the power in which we have to receive. This is life changing. This is a whole nother step for us. This is a whole nother opportunity for us to grow in God, to go to different levels, to have different doors open for us. Come on, say it with me. This is my time. One more time. Come on, one more time. This is my time. This is my time for some amazing things.